0: Foundations
1: The Pharisees had a very, very high standard of righteousness and considering how he roasted them, that's kind of surprising, (laughs) isn't it? So they really were an incredibly, maybe we could say, self righteous at the same time.
0: Foundations Understanding the Jewish Foundations of Our Christian Faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby When we read the Bible, there are various Jewish groups mentioned. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Scribes, the Zealots, the Essenes. And today, Judaism is also broken into various different sects and denominations, in much the same way that Christianity is. We're going to look at some of them to understand not only who they were, but what their roles have been throughout Jewish history. In this program, we're going to learn first about the Pharisees.
1: You only have to start reading the New Covenant. Start at the, the Gospel of Matthew. And the Pharisees play a pretty prominent role right from the beginning mm. and and actually right through most of the New Covenant. They're not actually mentioned in the Old Covenant, which is kind of surprising because they're very important. But I did a little research uh, and we might be able to pinpoint when this particular group started. And it's really important to understand why they were so important in Jesus' ministry and the role they played with regard to what he taught, uh, how he taught, how he died, Mm. and how they impacted the church or the body of believers after he was resurrected.
0: Well, you mentioned Matthew as being where we first read about Pharisees, and it's uh, fairly early on. Matthew 5, of course, which is the Sermon on the Mount. And in verse 20, Jesus said, For I say to you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven.
1: I always find it interesting that he mentioned the scribes and the Pharisees and he didn't mention the Sadducees. Mm. And that will possibly become clear as to why that was a little later. Uh, But from what we know, the Pharisees had a very, very high standard of righteousness. And considering how he roasted them, that's kind of surprising, (laughs) isn't it? So they really were an incredibly... Well, they're righteous, maybe we could say self-righteous at the same time.
0: So what were their origins then and why weren't they mentioned in the Old Covenant?
1: Well, there's a a website called biblehistory.com and it describes the social situation in Israel after the Jews had returned from their Babylonian Persian captivity and how they'd forgotten all of the standards in the Word of God, basically in the law of God. And you remember the story, you read about it in Ezra and Nehemiah about when the people came back, they had to rebuild the temple, rebuild the wall. But when they suddenly were confronted with the law, they suddenly realized how sinful they'd become. They'd been intermarrying with foreign wives. They had really fallen into a lot of sin. And what's more, they'd already been sinful and ended up in exile to start with. So they were in such a mess. So when the law was reintroduced and they realized it, they made some massive changes to their society. I mean, they put away their foreign wives, their children. I mean, it was heart wrenching. It was really heart wrenching for yeah. them. And it's believed that the Pharisees, although not named, were a party that actually developed at this particular point in Israel's history to become very rigid for teaching God's laws and to hold the people accountable so that they would never, ever, ever fall into such sin again. Because mm. it was such a painful. Time in Israel's history. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't want that cost ever again.
0: So, of course, leading out from that, you come into sort of, I guess, Greek influence in the society. You know, with yes. the you know the different cultures that were a part of that mix. There, how did Greek uh, culture, yeah, you know, I guess, affect the Pharisees?
1: Well, again, because the Greek col- uh, Greek culture was very Hellenistic, which means it was very pleasure driven. I mean, that's so appealing to a normal human being, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And the Pharisees were trying to say, no, this is what got us into all this trouble. We're serving ourselves, following the world and just embracing all of this paganism and following after the Gentiles. we got to stop doing that. So that is why it's believed the Pharisees were established to enforce the law, teach the law and hold people very rigidly to it. Now, there were various different... Um, groups. We're gonna go into those a little bit later on over coming episodes, but I just want to read something to you from this article I read. They said sometime during the Maccabean period, groups within Judaism had sharply contrasted with each other and there were two primary religious parties that developed. There was the Sadducean party. They basically formed the ranks of the priests And then there was the Pharisees who came from the scribes. Now, these were like the legal authorities, like the lawyers, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Okay, so what the Pharisees did was they thought our people have just broken so many laws. We need to, you know, extend these laws, add a whole lot more to them so that we don't break them.
0: Now I know in previous episodes we've talked about this idea of building fences, and I yep. think that it was the Pharisees that were the ones that were really responsible for that, primarily, weren't they?
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. For this very reason, there were there was primarily two sides to the law. You had the written law, which was you know the commandment of God, um, the the uh, the Torah, and then you had the oral law, which was never written down, it was like hundreds and hundreds of years later that mm. you had the, the oral law written down. And you're right. Yes, they were building fences. How do we make sure that we don't break these laws or even come close to them? Well, let's add some more rules. Let's yep. add some more rituals. And you're right, that's exactly what they did. They just kept adding and adding and adding to make sure that they never, ever, ever even got close to breaking any more of God's laws.
0: So you can see their heart was in the right place, wasn't it? But I guess obviously over time that becomes more of a burden.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they did have a good motivation at the very outset to protect their people. But, you know absolute power corrupts absolutely and over a period of time it became so much about enforcing their rules and their dogma there was no no breathing space you know and that's the difference between having a written rule and then having an oral law that you get to interpret as far and wide as you want
0: now the oral law i know you just referred to it as being the talmud but i think in the past we've talked about it as being the Mishnah. so which of those is correct
1: Okay, yes. (laughs) yes. (laughs) Do you know, I have read a lot of different articles by a lot of different religious authorities and I actually had a lovely conversation with uh, a really lovely Orthodox Jewish man in in Israel one time and he said that the oral law was the Mishnah but then another will say the Talmud is the oral law. Do you know what? I think that they're both interpretations of Scripture. Mm. One is very... I think the Talmud is more rabbinical interpretation, but ah, uh, then again, so is the <laughs> so is the Mishnah. You know, the the point is that they're both interpretations of scripture. I think one might be more an interpretation of the interpretation. Right. You know, we we've joked about this before, and even the Jewish community say of themselves, you know, if you've got two Jews, you've got three opinions. They're, <laughs> right. they're always going to have various yeah. different views and opinions on this. But you know, at the end of the day. The Pharisees wanted to interpret the scripture in such a rigid way that it would ensure that they never fell into sin, that they never, ever got to that point again where their nation would be literally torn apart or sent into exile. They were not the elite social um, leaders of, of Judaism, that was more the priests, the Sadducees, the, the Pharisees themselves were considered the more blue-collar, not poor and impoverished because, remember, they there was an attitude or a belief that if you were blessed of God, you were prosperous, you were healthy, mm. you had um, standing, that if you were sick or diseased or poor, then that was God showing his displeasure, which we know is absolutely not biblically yeah. correct at all. But that was kind of the mindset. They weren't as upper crust as the Sadducees, but they were... Let's just say they were the middle class hierarchy, fairly well-to-do. But they were the ones who carried the big religious stick,
0: I yes, guess you'd right. say. Well, we're going to explore the Pharisees a bit more in the next program. But just a quick question before we finish. Yeah. Obviously, Paul's referred to as a Pharisee in the, in the New Testament. Pharisee but of Pharisees. What about Jesus? Would he have been considered a Pharisee?
1: Well, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure I've read quite a few times that if, theologically speaking, Jesus was more closely aligned to the Pharisees, he probably would have, if he was going to be a member of a group, he would have been a Pharisee, Mm. but he was a revolutionary Pharisee because he challenged their man-made dogma. He was constantly challenging. But remember he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you're not going to make it to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That's a shocking statement. He's basically saying that the Pharisees, as far as their righteousness is concerned, these guys are on the money. Mm. They do everything right. Where they really blew it was that they had lost their capacity to love people, to have compassion on them, and instead just continued to burden them with more and more rules for piety and religious ritual. Mm. He condemned them for that. But he actually said to them personally, he said, you're doing all the right things. You're tithing on your spice rack and everything, but you've forgotten to love people. You've forgotten the weightier things of the law. So the Pharisees, as far as what they did, they were pretty good dudes. But boy, oh boy, had they blown it with their their lack of compassion.
0: In the next program, we're going to continue exploring the Pharisees and look particularly at some of the beliefs of the Pharisees. That's next time on Foundations.